0: This is the Gorin' More Podcast with your hosts, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Big Johnny D. We have such sights to tell you. what's up everybody and welcome to the gore more podcast this is your host with the most tj bowser and joining me as always is your dark lord and savior chad chrisman what's up bitches and joining us today is the mid-south maniac Corey kaufman oh yeah and jason voorhees himself bobby i'm not even gonna Hello, say your I'll last tell you all later how do we
1: say your last name <laughs> uh amon amon hey, <laughs> amon amon <laughs> If you don't pronounce it right, you might find your head in a hole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so uh, welcome
0: Very to the Goremore podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, Chad, how was your week? It was all right. Aside from having to drop a hundred bucks on a damn car battery. Motherfucker. <laughs> stupid <Ooh>.
2: fucking thing. <laughs> but other than that, just work and enjoying the fourth of the kids.
0: Okay. Uh, what about you, Corey? <laughs>
3: it's man it was great until today <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't know it, it was it was an amazing weekend Man, I had a lot of good family down here and then we shipped my son off with my with my mom uh to go hang out with family for two weeks so i'm kidless so i don't know what the hell to do uh but yeah i mean it's monday again so it just kind of sucks so
1: bobby yes what about you? <laughs> <laughs> My week was good. <laughs> My week was good. I had a good weekend with friends and family, and I had a photo shoot yesterday, but not as Jason. It was uh, something totally different.
0: The Grim Reaper shoot.
1: Yeah, uh, it was the first time I did it. That was supposed to be a, a, a next year deal, but it's not the one that I wanted to do. It was just what I needed for the shoot. So those pictures should be up probably the next couple of days.
0: Now, do, is it true that you have a full nude premium Snapchat for your Jason photography?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> How did you know? Not only is it full nude, you get full nude me and full nude other people. It oh, is a beautiful Oh, wow. wow.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah you guys, uh, look up uh, Bobby's premium Snapchat.
1: Snapchat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you want hey, you want to really know what happens? What? You get a big middle finger, so you got a fucking pwned.
0: <laughs> okay, so what did I do this weekend?
1: <laughs> well, TJ, what did you do this weekend? Please tell us. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I put up my new uh, Friday the 13th display, horror display kind of thing uh, in my living room with the assistance of everybody. Uh, procured a bunch of uh, items, more stuff still to come. Uh, but I think uh, if you guys follow me on social media... You have fucking seen it by now. Even Adam Marcus it comment awesome. on it. So <laughs> he'll like it a lot more in a couple months, won't he? Uh, Kaufman, I guess,
1: I guess <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be adding some. Don't cool worry. I, I have my own, too. So I, I know of trying to add more. Yes. And I'm going
3: to give all my shit to TJ and just say, here, put it all on your shelf because I'm out of the <laughs> room.
1: I
0: like there room. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's play a quick message from our sponsors, and then get right back to the show. The Gore and More Podcast is brought to you in part by. <laughs> The iconic 80s slasher villain Jason Voorhees lives on in photography brought to you by 13 Gallows Lane. It's the home of Friday the 13th Blood and Gore Cosplay Photography. You can find them on Facebook at Gallows Goes to Hell, Instagram and Twitter at 13 Gallows Lane, and on Patreon at Emily Helene. Warning, Patreon content is not safe for work. Hey there, groovy guys and gals. Do you like spooky shit and horror movies? Then come on down to Cabin 13. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, pins, busts, collectibles, and more. Be sure to check Cabin 13 out on Facebook and Instagram. Get your ass over to Cabin 13 and buy something now! And we are back to the Gornmore Podcast. So, the discussion of today's episode is Friday the 13th, Fan Films. Chad, what are we starting right. with? We are starting with Friday the 13th, Vengeance. Excellent. Uh, we might know a little bit about Vengeance here, guys. Yeah, maybe just a little. <laughs> just, a li-
1: just a little bit. Just a skoosh. Sure.
0: So uh, this is how this episode's going to go. We're going to break down three different fan films, uh, talk about one upcoming fan film. Uh, yeah, so we got three of them. We got Vengeance, uh, The Fall of Camp Blood, and Jason Rising that we will be discussing today. Those are the ones that we are all hyped about and can't wait to see. And we will break down each one of them for you and tell you why we're excited, what gets us excited, what we don't like, what are some of our gripes, what are some of the positives, uh, what are some of the negatives, and just anything we can really fucking possibly think of when it comes to fan films. We will break it down for you. Uh, So first off, like Chad said, Vengeance storyline is... Kaufman, do you want to read it?
3: Vengeance takes place roughly 30 years after the events of Jason Lives Friday the 13th, Part 6. The story begins with Elias Voorhees, Jason's father, returning to Crystal Lake in a string of grisly murders that soon follow his arrival. After hearing the news of the most recent killings, Tommy Jarvis then goes missing which leaves it up to his daughter, Angelica Jarvis, to rise to the challenge of not only finding her father, but also finding a way to destroy his old nemesis, Jason Voorhees, in the process. Armed with knowledge never previously known about Jason, Angelica may prove to be his greatest threat yet, which culminates in an epic showdown of Jarvis versus Voorhees. Yes. So
0: what do you guys think about that story, uh, Bobby?
1: Um, well, I like the fact that it takes place 30 years after part six, because that, the original ending was supposed to be Elias coming to check on his grave, but they never shot it. So they did the illustration in the, in the um, special edition DVD, and it was pretty cool to see the illustration done as to how he shows up and thinks that Jason's in his grave. So it is a pretty cool way to start off. And it sounds like a pretty goddamn good story, really. Uh, the only thing I would say is, I mean, I never thought Tommy would have gotten married. So how he got a daughter or if there was a way that happened. I was just curious how that happened. Other than that, I think it's going to be a fucking bloodbath and it's going to be a great film from what it sounds like.
0: Well, we really don't know where Tommy went after part six. And uh, the guy could be a pussy hound. He could be slaying left and right. I mean... Sewing so his wild oats, you know, yeah, he's got bragging rights after yeah. that. He's like, hey, bitch, I don't know that I PTSD
1: thing. It's going to get to you even when your guy is dead. Come on. You know, he's got something. What? So like Jason
0: <laughs> Voorhees is going to prevent him from nutting. Like, yeah,
1: I, don't, come on, I don't know. It, pre- it prevented him before that. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, what do you think,
0: man?
2: Well, I like the fact that they're using a legacy character in this carrying on with uh, Tommy Jarvis's daughter, which is kind of cool. But I, here's the, the gripe that I have. How old is Elias Voorhees?
1: Oh, he's got to be.
2: The guy's got to be in his nineties.
1: Nineties, <laughs> or I'll tell you right now, eighties at the least, because there's no way. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I
2: guess Jason was born in what, nineteen forty-six?
1: Six. Yeah, it was June thirteenth, nineteen forty-six. I don't know. Some
0: other powers must be at play, or something. Uh <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh but i think from what we've seen so far i mean the the trailer kicked ass
2: it looks really cool yes I, I got i got a lot of high hopes for this one
0: and we'll talk about the trailer very very soon uh, i like the story uh is definitely gonna fit into the uh franchise very very well and that's what something you definitely want for for a fan film something where you can just pick off right from another film especially uh seeing that part seven and eight aren't one of the better fil- films of the franchise. Uh, Chad has said in previous episodes about him going back and revisiting those films and understanding that they're just not what they really are cracked up to be.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's you look at part seven, you think, oh, wow, you know, when I first saw it, it was great. And then you look back through it, you're like, it's not that great. Yeah. you're looking at through rose colored glasses. I can't I can barely sit through it now.
1: I feel you. I think if part seven wasn't cut down due to MPAA, it would have been a better film than what it was. Okay. Uh,
0: I can agree with that. But I, I like how this, like I said, it picks up right after six and uh, follows all these uh, characters that are already well established and continues and expands on the story and the lore. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. And that's something that we need, especially seeing in the predicament that we are in. But we will discuss that
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Kaufman! It's a fucked up thing. It's, it's a horrible thing. It's an ugly mess. Kaufman, shoot it. What is it?
0: What do you think?
3: Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh, for a variety of reasons, but I, I think the aspect of, of bringing Elias into it, regardless of how old he is, um, <laughs> there is a lot of things at play. Uh, you can already tell by the trailer, um, there's some perspective sequences that they flash back to that you're going, okay, wait a minute. I remember this scene from part one that was Pamela, right? Uh, So I think them actually going back and forth, doing some flashbacks, um, further describing this story, you know, where the Jarvises tie in, where uh, Steve Dash's character, uh, Sheriff Rilotti ties in. Um, There's going to be this is going to be a really, really good story. And I think putting the visual aspect of it to it with a great story, which, you know, not to say anything about other fan films out there, but this is going to make some sense, um, I think. But you know, with with uh, with the Elias, yeah, I think the biggest, you know, like like Bobby was saying about the age the age gap thing. Um, I think there's gonna be some kind of hidden gems in there that maybe describe it, you know, it may describe also why, you know, why is Jason alive, you know, and maybe some other, you know, what happened to him? Did he die? Did this happen? Whatever happened. But I think they're gonna fill in some gaps and and really take a tangent on this. Like you said seven and eight for me, I like the looks of seven and eight, but storyline wise, no one really gives a shit about Jason against Carrie. (laughs) No (laughs) one cares about Jason on a boat, you know, but like visually, visually for me, like I love the looks of seven, eight, but you know, for this to actually be a continuation of a story and it actually makes some tangible fucking sense Mm -hmm. from six to 30 years later, I think that's what I'm most looking forward to is just seeing how this storyline goes. And then it, hopefully making sense to me as a fan. So
1: absolutely. Agreed. 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 Uh, Chad, shoot that
3: cast, brother.
2: Okay, the cast stars, Jason Brooks as Jason Voorhees. Woo! Uh, T- <laughs> Tyler <laughs> Harris as a young Jason <laughs> oh Voorhees. Mr. CJ Graham is Elias Voorhees. Who dat? Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Some new guy. Must be new. <laughs> uh, Drew Thatcher as a young Elias Voorhees. Kelly Tappan as Angelica Jarvis. Uh, Sine Loutsis as Ashley Jarvis. Uh, Joy Curtis as great-grandma Abigail, Abigail Jarvis. Asta Wiley as young Abigail Jarvis. Sounds like this is going to be jumping around in time a lot. Um, Steve Dash as Sheriff Relotti, Raymond Power as young Relotti. This There's going to be a lot of jumping back and forth. Uh, uh, Julia Valente yeah. as Deputy Alice Brooker. Ray Hopper as Deputy Lewis Tucker. Cameron Lee Price as Deputy Mason Booms. And aria Ray as Deputy Garris. Kaufman, break down that chain gang for
3: us. <laughs> God, dude, there was uh, I don't have them all in front of me though. Uh there was so many of us do well, uh, so many. There was there was 12 of us. Um but man, I don't remember all the names. We had a great time on set, uh, because I was one of them. Um, but uh God, other than you know, like Peter's one of the main guys, obviously, Peter Anthony. Um And uh, it really We just go by inmate names Um, But all of us had to kind of come up with names So I don't have the names in front of me Because there was 12 of us But we were just having too much of a good of a time We didn't really pay attention to who the hell was what Now you
0: played the the gay inmate, correct?
3: (laughs) Now, it's not that I played It's not like they're like, hey, we gotta fulfill a role of a gay inmate Um, I decided that on set I Uh, heard that uh, was the
0: problem Is that you wanted all the other inmates to fill your role Uh (laughs) (laughs)
3: Well, my thought, my thought was this. I was the only guy who wasn't local, so I didn't get a chance to test fit this awesome garb. That is the chain gang uh, wardrobe. Mm -hmm. So when I got there, I'm like, yeah, an XL would be great, you know, and it'll probably have some give to it, but apparently prison outfits don't have no give. So, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm six, I'm six to about two ninety Okay. When it's hot out. So it was kind of tight and I thought, okay, everyone else is looking like it fits them. They're comfortable. So I said, okay, well, I, and I told them, I said, let's just, I'll do the gay thing. That's fine. Um, and, uh, I think I did it pretty well cause dude, it kept everyone just laughing and on their toes. And, you know, with us being a big group of guys, it was like, you kind of, we have to fuck off, you know, and just kind of, you know, we're getting scolded by all these prison guards and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I took it upon myself to do that, but we were doing everything from Donald Trump impressions to making jokes about politics you know just and it was i mean we were out there all day um so but uh yeah peter peter takes the cake on this one that's because you know uh towards the uh, towards the end of this chain gang uh, sequencing um he faces off with uh jason Voorhees. so
0: we will see that very soon so let's break oh, down I'm this cast forward. list uh who wants to break down this cast list by names that pop out at you uh bobby Corey, any of you guys want to do this
1: uh, I'll do a couple if you okay. want. Uh, Jason Brooks as Jason. Um, I've never met him, but I've seen his the look outside of the film. I've seen bits and pieces. I won't say where I saw them from. Mm-hmm. The fucking mask, the whole outfit looks fucking ridiculous. It looks great in that sense is what I mean. <laughs> and just watching him in the trailer, I, I think we're going to get a, a pretty fucking kick ass Jason out of him. I agree. And then the other one that I and then the other one I know is Julia. She is actually she's a friend of mine. So she's been promoting this as well. A lot of cons. And I know she works pretty close with Steve Dash. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she's going to be doing in the film in terms of acting and everything. And then obviously, C.J. Graham It's, it's it's such a pretty damn good cast. There's not going to be a shortage of great moments from anybody, I don't think. We're, we're going to get some pretty cool shit out of this.
0: Agreed. Uh, it is Steve Dash's farewell performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Like, like you said, CJ coming back to be once again, play a pivotal role in the Friday the 13th franchise as Papa Elias. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what he delivers. Uh, that trailer definitely, and we'll talk about that here next, really shows that Elias character. And I just can't wait to see him on screen just kicking ass you know what i mean well, i think he said at oh, absolutely. monster mania he gets at least three kills elias does yes Ooh. nice
3: yeah okay no it, it was weird man he it was it was something real because like the first time meeting him he was really pretty friendly go lucky and but man as soon as he got that the elias character on and all the garb dude, he flipped that switch and he said it was this, it was the same thing as what he did for jason lives and once he did that you couldn't even look him in the face because he was pretty fucking intimidating. So, um, no, he, he had it figured out and, and the, co- the communication that him and Steve both had with Jason Brooks about the Jason character and, you know, letting Jason Brooks fulfill it how he needed to. It, it was a fun watching this develop. You know, I was only on set for a few days, but watching it develop scene behind the scenes stuff. Um, it was surreal. And I, I mean, Jason Brooks as Jason. was, uh, <laughs> he he did the same thing man he was he was all fun and games, but as soon as he got into character dude, it was kind of game on, and we just had to you know kind of figure out who, what the hell's going on now you know so it was it was it was a hell of a lot of fun and all these all these people the way they did their parts from what I've seen being on the set it was it was pretty impressive, you know, considering like basically everybody donated their time for this um and most of them are fans you know anyways and so they they flipped their switches, man, and it just it was surreal seeing that just happen in front of you. So when this is on film, I think it's going to translate just one hundred and twenty percent. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Chad, anything you want to comment?
2: Uh, we still talk about the cast or, yes. or just. Uh, well, obviously, you know, my 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 favorite Jason, Steve Dash, his farewell performance is what I'm really looking forward to seeing. And, you know, C.J. Graham, just intense as hell. Yes. As the last 40s. but yeah it looks like a pretty solid cast from uh from what we see here and from what i understand there's gonna be a lot of really sweet uh little easter eggs in the movie that we can all look forward to looking
0: for i have no idea who would be responsible for that shit though it's it's like i definitely don't know the people that were involved with the props or set design or anything (laughs) uh
2: but you can tell you can tell just from even just the, looking at the
0: cast and oh, the breakdown sure. and
2: seeing the trailer this is a labor of love for these people it's not it it's not done just to make them famous they're doing it because they really care about this and they were taking their time and really put a 100% maximum effort into this and it really shows and i really like what i'm seeing so far really enjoy what i'm hearing about it too
1: yeah agreed agreed and to mention
0: about some of the production stuff mick strawn is working on this and tom mclaughlin did work on this as well and those are two very very highly respected people in the horror community right mick being responsible for literally designing freddy's fucking dream worlds uh from every from part three part four all the way through freddy's nightmare stuff like that uh mick is the reason for that and the creativity and the this the scope that he can present and the professionalism that he presents on screen is, is the stuff of literal nightmares. Uh, and to have him on a film like this and having him so heavily involved in a film like this. And I think Corey can attest to this. And I talk to Mick a lot. just probably because I do podcasts with him. <laughs> uh, he's just he's really invested in this project and he truly and honestly believes in it. And they took some a lot. They took his input very seriously. Right, Kaufman?
3: He, man, he was, you know, he, he took it all very literal and and it was my first time meeting him, you know, and then, you know, being able to put a face with the name. But me and him had a lot of discussions while we were working on set, whether it was, you know, trying. OK, here we got a nice brand new looking cabin. OK, and he's like, I need to make it look 30, 40 years old and vacated and, and distraught and whatever. And we're like, all right. You know, me and Jason Brooks had the task of doing that. And, uh, but he was really particular. I mean, if something didn't set well with him, you know, in terms of like, if he, he goes, this is good, but it, it could be better. You took what he said and you said, okay. And, and he really steered the ship when it came creatively and uh, it helped all of us. And I tried to capitalize on it a lot and tried to almost cut him off at the head where he, I, I wanted to anticipate what he had to say before he had to say it. So I could go ahead and present something to him and him like, well, shit. Okay. That's. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. And it helped a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, in terms of trailer, uh, we've all seen the trailer. We've Myself, I've watched it maybe 30 times <laughs> minimum. Uh, excellent trailer. Very well presented. Very professional looking. The cinematography is incredible by Dustin. Uh, yes. Jeremy and him are just the dynamic duo when it comes to this sort of stuff. Uh, very... Very well put together, I have to say. So uh, it definitely has that the typical trailer feel with the arc and the climax and the hype and the suspense. It's perfect. Uh, And it it really it really uh, takes itself seriously. Mm -hmm. And that Uh, it's definitely more than a fan film as the poster and as the marketing says, it's it's definitely that Uh, Chad.
2: I agree. And another thing, and you mentioned the poster Mm -hmm. and uh, the poster actually has that old school Friday the 13th part one through three. Yeah. Corey designed that. that, That's, that's awesome. (laughs) Like he just told me this as I'm sitting here saying, I love that.
3: I love that poster. I'm not going to say that. I'm just letting you guys talk. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I did all that (laughs) big Dick
2: swinging over here. (laughs) I I literally didn't know that before I started talking about the poster.
3: Well, I mean, it, it was hard. It was easy. It was like, why not? Because originally that poster was done as a gift to Jason Brooks on his birthday. Um, a total surprise, but I, I kept thinking if you're embodying this classic character, I said, I was mad that they ever kind of fell off that whole track of those kinds of posters after part three. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? Steve Dash is in this, that kind of attest to it and, and brought it back, you know? And then, um, uh, I thought, you know, how can I incorporate this? And we, we had some good opportunities to take really good pictures. And I told Jason, I said, let's, let's do some really iconic shit, you know? And, um, uh, so I was lucky. I mean, it, everything just felt right. And every time I presented them with something, they were just blown away. And I kept thinking, well, okay, I just wanted input. And they're like, no, this is it. And, <laughs> and, uh, the, the saying, I mean, that's all Steve dash, man. In, in a couple of his interviews, he said it because he meant it. And, uh, when I talked to the marketing team, I said, you guys got to use that. I mean, he, he wouldn't have said that just to bullshit cause he doesn't bullshit. And, uh, when he said that, I said, that's, that's it. And then everyone just went to town with it and said, okay, that's what we want to make it. You know, not just the fact that it's a tribute to Steve is it's his wording, the way he worded it more than a fan film. And some people take it as like, Oh, you're better than us. No, that's not the point. It is the point of the, it's better than, you know, it's more than a fan film. Meaning that if you would have seen everyone on set and knowing that, you know, basically everyone's working for free, this is a total donation of time, love and commitment. And uh, Steve's seen that and he's seen what the crew did for him, you know, traveling all the way to Florida to kind of uh, film his scenes because he literally could not fly to Seattle to do it. Um, so he he seen it and then, um, you know, attested to it. And they, I, you know, we all agreed that that was the tagline that needed to be with this film, period. So.
1: Yeah. Bobby. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> the trip. The- <laughs> I remember the first time I watched the trailer, and uh, it was just intense from the get-go till the ending of it. Did it leave you one sweaty? Of my fa- What's that? Did it leave you sweaty? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite shot of the whole thing is at the end where you see yeah. Elias and Jason face-to-face. I la- I want to know if Elias says anything to him. Like, I want to know terribly bad. What would he hear? say to his son. Like, Give daddy a like, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just curious. What do you say to your son who's been dead? Now he's back facing you in the face. What do you say to him? You ever watch Pet Cemetery? <laughs> That's a little different, okay? Gage was a baby.
3: That's not <laughs> fair. Like, I,
1: like, I'm just, I'm, I wa- I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this film. Very excited. And the trailer wa- capped that when I saw it. I said, all right, yeah, this is going to be fucking awesome to see and watch. This is just well, see, such a and,
3: fun film. And it's it is and it's cool that you liked that last part so much because that was not in the original cut of the trailer up until 2 days before they released the trailer. Really? Um it was weird cuz it ended, you know, it ended the way it was kind of going to like and then when Jeremy and all of us, you know, got together, he goes well, I, I we mean, you know, <clears throat> they said we wanted to add one more thing to it. When I seen that, I said that that's it. You know, I think we all agreed, uh, crew wise, we're like, holy shit. If just adding that last clip in there just created a whole slew of speculation, you know, yeah. did they team up? Are they facing off? You know, what is this? Or is this the father somebody son gonna or?
1: die or something? Like, yeah. It gives, it gives you a ton of like what can possibly, which I love in general. Yeah. I like, I always like the what can possibly happen? What can be done that wasn't done before? but pay tribute and that to me is definitely one of those things where it's like something's gonna happen but we'll never know until the movie comes out
2: i think they call that the money shot of the trailer (laughs) yeah no absolutely and
1: and i'm totally like you know something i would not want to know until it comes out anyway so when it comes out you bet your ass i'm gonna try and make it to that premiere in fucking blairstown because i only live an hour away
0: i feel you on that don't you too kaufman (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you know if I start walking now, I could get my ass up there in time. Yeah, so, um, just throwing that out there. M-
0: might need some help getting up there. I mean, it takes a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of help getting up there, uh, just want to thank everybody at Vengeance because our next little portion here is we talk about the interviews that I've done with Vengeance and my experience with uh, everybody. So thank you guys for being so cooperative with the Do Back Discussion Network and the Moore Podcast. I know I'm annoying, but I like to think I, I kept on you guys and produced a de- decent quality product, especially when it came to your podcast interviews. And I loved every single interview that I did for you guys. It was really, really cool. Very cool experience. And because of the uh, opportunities that you guys presented with me, it really took more and more to that next level and open up the doorways to like crazy shit because I met Mick through you guys. I met Corey. I met Joe Castro Jason Brooks, Peter, Jules, literally everybody because of this. And I uh, just want to thank everybody for being so cooperative and working with me through everything. So with that You're being welcome. said, yeah, Corey, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> we will break down some of the interviews with the first one being the C.J. Graham interview that I did last week. Uh, I met C.J. back at Monster Mania earlier this year, and I told him about my podcast and his wonderful wife, Ruby, wrote it down. And apparently I made enough impression impression that uh, CJ remembered me, remembered the podcast, because if you couldn't tell my last week, he keeps up with us. Uh, and he he's a very big fan of the, the work that we do. And it's fantastic. He's very aware of what we do. And it, it, it very, very humbled by that. Uh, great interview. Huge opportunity for me to interview one of the best. Also, uh, next, I did Joe Castro. And that interview literally, what was it, like over 400 hits in a day? And that was one of our biggest episodes to date yeah, when we did that, it.
2: To that point, that
0: was our biggest that was our biggest episode. And Joe has just become friends with all the Gore and Moore crew since then. Uh, he comments on our stuff. He's very supportive. And we, we really like your work. Uh, really, 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 really cool guy. Him and his uh, partner, uh, Stephen. Awesome filmmakers. They do a lot of crazy uh, work in that in the film industry, especially the the lower budget type stuff. Uh, Very good work. Then next, I interviewed Mick and that turned into a rabbit hole and then turned into (laughs) the rabbit hole. Uh, (laughs) That's been a crazy ride. I get calls from Mick all the time now. Definitely got a big relationship with him. He calls me two or three times a week just to tell me some uh, crazy ideas that he has. And pretty much I'm there as the spillover guy. Any ideas to spill out of his head, I have to catch and then write down. And then we'll talk about it the next Friday. Great guy. Definitely going places with him. Can't wait to work with him. Uh, Jason Brooks. That's that's been quite the friendship. Uh, He's helped us out with a lot of interviews, including that C.J. Graham one. He helped us uh, do the partnership for uh, Steel City Con. He's. Quite the guy. He's humanitarian. He's an amazing actor, and I can't wait to see where his career goes. Uh, nothing but good news coming from him. Uh, Jules. Uh, Corey, you know you know Jules. Bobby, you know Jules. Yeah. Yep. Tremendous actor. Great person. Amazing cosplayer. And yes, she's she is. definitely, definitely going places. Uh, Peter. I can't say enough about Peter. He's helped me so much. He really believes in me. True Gorn Moore fan. Uh, shows nothing but support hooked us up with our new our uh, new youtube partner q really really good videos on his part uh, shout out to Q reviews on youtube do discussion partner uh <laughs> shameless plug but peter is also working with uh the fall of camp blood and we will talk about that later on in the episode uh kelly tappan great interview can't wait to see her as an angelica very, very uh, pleasant to talk to. Uh, Bugsy. Dude's a class act. Top notch. A uh, lot of character. A lot of character from him. And of course.
3: Kaufman himself. The big gay prisoner. The big the gay, gay prisoner.
0: <laughs> uh, he, uh, I did a text interview for him. And that's pretty much where everything kind of started with me and Corey's friendship. And I kind of lost him from there. And now he's a full blown dobacker. Uh he <laughs> helps us with everything. <laughs> we got quite the team now guys, don't we? Uh oh yes. We yeah. we're the Avengers of uh pop culture.
1: <laughs> oh, so you're we're actually more you're, like you're, Molly you're, crew, but we okay.
0: So yeah. so
2: so we're the Avengers and not your your favorite Justice League, huh? uh
0: Uh you know what no you know what we're the justice league oh no 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 backpedaling you
1: said it avengers uh, come on avengers come on (laughs) i'm just getting so much shit because
0: i'm such a marvel anti-marvel guy
1: uh oh you're terrible shout out to
0: vengeance (laughs) can't wait for that film uh sometime the end of this summer
3: right
1: yeah something like that Corey. sometime
3: Yeah, yeah i mean i you know anytime after july would be pretty solid i would think yep Moving on,
2: Chad, Jason Rising. Jason Rising. Now, this one looks really awesome. Okay, so here is the story breakdown. Jason Rising is a fan film dedicated to Friday the 13th. Jason Rising follows Wessex County Police Officer Pete Daltrey, played by Kyle Vahan, along with two local bounty hunters, Jed, Jason Reynolds and Bear, Jerry Bell Jr., hot on the trail of three escapees from the Wessex County Corrections Farm. Soon after realizing their chase has led them onto the cursed grounds of Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> Daltry and his men quickly discover they are the ones being hunted by the undead mass
0: murderer Jason Voorhees. played by Dan Kyle. <laughs> 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 uh, this film looks incredible. Uh, another film based after like the part four look. Uh, Dan Kyle looks like Joe bass Jason, the way he stands, the way he moves. Very, very aggressive, very violent. Uh, It's great. Film looked great. Been talking to lots of those guys. Carl, his cinematography is truly unique, inspiring, and I could watch it all fucking day. The story of this film looks great. Can't wait to see it. I'm a backer. Goremore Podcast is a backer. Do Back Discussion Podcast. Do Back Discussion Network is a backer. It's
3: we believe in this film. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Corey? No, I loved it, man. It was, it was such a different perspective. I mean, and actually right until you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, you're like, well, whose hand's that? That's a petite hand, uh, <laughs> coming out of the ground. <laughs> and then, then you started hearing, you know, Pamela's voice and, and I didn't second guess it, man. You know, seeing her trying to strut through the fucking forest, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like it was, it was actually like very welcoming because I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then, you know, she's breaking chains, opening a box, and then, you know, popped out Jason. I was like, well, <laughs> fuck this. Okay, like, this is legit. Like, it just, it's just it's the fact that you did not expect that at all, the, the last thing on anyone's mind was, hey, let's resurrect fucking Pamela. Like, right. let's see what happens there. I mean, that right there, that sold me entirely. And I don't remember much else. Like, that scenario, I was like, literally just playing that little middle part over and over and over because I kept thinking who the fuck comes up with that? Like, you know, and cause I was so like, damn, that is so original to me. And, um, uh, no, I, yeah, I had to back it immediately. It wasn't even a thought, uh, you know, went ahead and got my, my couple credits in my, what, my VHS, uh, <laughs> I had to get a VHS version of this, like the hell I'm going to play it on a VHS player. But, um, just for the look of it, man. It just it looks great. The the color grading in that scenario was perfect, and uh, I'm super behind this. Looking forward to it. buddy
1: When I when I first saw the trailer, same thing as Corey. Uh, I said the same thing. I'm like, whose whose hand is that? I kept looking at the long fingernails. I'm like, well, Jason had long fingernails in four. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm like, that's too fucking small of a hand. And then once I saw <laughs> that it was. Pamela coming to the forest I'm like okay so you're you're really bringing the, the mother factor and this is gonna be this is gonna be cool
3: the mother nice
1: exact literally the mother <laughs> and then I saw how Jason looked and just I'm like I like how that looks I like that movement I'm like that's that's pretty fucking sick okay, okay so and, and
2: Sorry. No, uh, go ahead. Am I the only one that actually noticed that uh, that was Pamela's gravestone? that You actually could see like a second before her hand shot up. You could see the Pamela Voorhees gravestone.
3: No, absolutely. I didn't notice
2: the first time, but I watched again today and noticed it.
1: Some of their promos. No, I, yeah. I noticed it the first time. My favorite shot in that trailer, though, is him pulling that fucking canoe back. <laughs> right. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. That's insane. Like, I'm looking, I'm looking that, at it. I'm like, oh, that is just so that, wicked. That's yeah, the scene that sold me too. Like, yeah. yeah absolutely like oh yeah what the fuck does he you, do you know, when she gets you to you shore you good huh? <laughs> you just want to see what he does when she gets to shore
3: <laughs> well she was paddling so hard yeah, so I, hard i'm thinking bitch you don't understand what you're doing
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know how far you're getting and it's not far
3: yeah maybe if i paddle really fast
1: yeah he's, he's, pulling, he's pulling with all his might you ain't going very far yeah Chad, did you uh, but
0: you didn't give your two cents on this, right on the on the trailer? No, on this uh, the story on
2: the story. Uh, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this one, especially because it seems like they really play up the supernatural element a bit more. <laughs> yes. Than what, what we've we seen want. before. I, I love the crazy shot of the resurrected Pamela Voorhees because you're wondering, is that real? Is it a hallucination? What the hell's going oh. on here? And then and then like uh, you get these guys said, you know, breaking open the box, breaking, ripping the chains off. And there's Jason. It's just absolutely insane. This looks looks like about the craziest thing we've ever seen as far as a Friday the 13th film. I'm really looking. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this one. And I love another, another thing I love is that you see, you see a lot of shots of just his hands. And you saw that uh, in part four, especially. And this is definitely yeah. a back to that. And on the uh, Indiegogo website, you get a good shot of Jason used in this. And it's very part four inspired. Yes. It has like the, the lazy eye. And uh, his ear kind of sticking out. It's yeah. very, it's got a very part four look to it.
0: Uh, so the cast, we got Patrick Green as Deputy Cunningham. Where the hell did he get that last name? Uh, Jason Reynolds. I as wonder. Je- <laughs> as Jed Hawkins. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Christina Haddad as Pamela Voorhees, the voice. See, whenever you do Pamela Voorhees' voice, you don't have to put extreme echo and reverb on it. You know, you really don't, it's not really necessary. It comes off sounding really, really cheap, and uh, nobody will take it seriously. Uh, definitely not a shot at anybody. Jer- <laughs> Jerry Bell Jr. is Bear. Dan Kyle is Jason Voorhees. Kyle Vaughn is Officer Pete Daltrey. Rochelle. Chad, help me, please. Ms. Quiz. Ms. Quiz is Deputy Miller. Uh, awesome people. Got the chance to talk to them. We'll talk about that later. But. The cast is great. They're all like TV actors, uh, all SAG TV type actors. What do you think? Uh, Corey, you've interacted with him.
3: Yeah, I have. Uh, one in particular who I'm really excited to see him in a different role is, is, is who's actually my chain gang partner on uh, Vengeance was Jason Reynolds. And uh, dude, the dude is just out there. He's been in quite a few. Uh, small projects and 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 such and actually a couple on Netflix just small role stuff but um he's who I'm looking forward to seeing for sure just knowing that uh you know what he can bring to the table and just literally we chatted on the vengeance set for so long uh cuz we had to we were chained together um so in particular him you know for sure um that's that's one of the few guys i know like i feel i know really well so i'm looking forward to that for sure
2: right on right on I just, I just want to add here to uh, I'm none of us have mentioned it yet that uh, this is actually uh, co-written by Vince DeSanti. He gets a Oh, no co- shit. Sure. Yeah, he gets a co-writing credit on uh, on IMDb and it's it's mentioned on their Indiegogo page. It's nice to know that we have I mean, obviously, you know, Never Hike Alone is like the gold standard oh. so far for fan films. And I think that if it wasn't for that success, we would not be having these films popping up and I- and now and, I'm. And, um, also, with the whole legal problems, we probably wouldn't be getting all these fan films to begin with. But yeah, that's my that's my little two uh, two cents I want to throw in
0: there. As far as the, uh, as
2: far as I, the
1: I agree with you one hundred percent. to Be honest, absolutely.
0: Has Bobby commented?
1: I have not. Okay. Um, well, I I unfortunately I I've, I've never interacted with any of these people, but I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody does, especially Jason. I mean. I'm a Jason Cosplayer. You know, it Jason's like the fucking spirit animal for me when <laughs> shit just don't go right. All right. So I'm over here like, I wanna see what Jason's gonna do. Cause I it, it never gets old watching him kill people. Uh-huh. Never gets old. So but everybody else, I'm curious how everybody plays out. I wanna see the whole damn thing. I'm I'm ready for it. Um that's it. That's all I got to it. And that look of Jason, oh yeah. bring it home and let's let's see what this thing can do that's what i'm ready for
0: for sure uh moving on to the i'm I'm no
1: i'm no expert but that's what we're gonna get
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah moving on to the trailer uh i think the trailer again similar to vengeance very good presentation very professional looking well shot well edited very strong creates a a sense of suspense creates dread and we've i've I've made gifts. Of different scenes and really the way that Dan moves and his his presentation of Jason, his portrayal uh, is definitely reminiscent of that three, four style. And it's there's an intensity to that, to the way he portrays like the uh, him stabbing somebody with uh, the signpost. So, oh, it's so cool because this is the way it was shot and everything. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, I yes. mean, it's. Uh huh. The trailer's awesome. It, it really gets you hyped because there's all these different kills in it. You see him running and everything, and it just really makes it seem like it's it's that Jason Voorhees character. And then, of course, that dead Pamela shot of her hand whispering through the the woods and her walking through. It, it just, it's just it's awesome. It's it's different. It draws you in. It makes you excited and hyped for this film, uh, Chad. Oh, I completely agree. I, I think it looks fantastic.
2: The trailer is definitely a huge selling point. You got to see where this is going to go.
3: Corey. You know, I've watched the trailer so much that eventually I, I'm not saying that anything wore off, but I started asking a lot more weird ass questions. The more I watched the trailer, um, one in particular is, you know, cause some people are weird like that. They're like, well, she's talking a hell of a lot for not having her head from what I recall. Um, <laughs> so like my initial thought was like, is this bitch going to be walking around headless, you know? And then I started, I started really like running that scenario through my head or did she find it? Does she hold it? Does she, is she looking for it? Did somebody take it? <laughs> um, you know, I, I really want to know now where the hell her head's at. Like not just figuratively speaking, like physically where the hell is it at? Um, but that's, that's the cool part about it. I mean, if that's the like, only gripe you got is like, I want to know where her head's at. Is she going to have a head? Is she talking out of her throat? Like, is you know now let's talk about
0: logistics here uh (laughs) now for the head to get back to her it would have had to been taken from jason and then placed back into her grave with her body and that just seems like a lot of effort for for like a, a child killer
3: well, I mean, oh yeah, but did you know? Did she open Jason's grave and "Hey, hey, can you tell me where my head's at?" <laughs> like, I'm just, I just don't see no, son, where you put my shit? I told you to stay out of my drawers. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? You know, so, but that—that's the cool part about it is, is, is you can be kind of funny about it. But yeah, I mean, so what? At the end of part two, the head should still be in his shed, shed, yeah. The, you never see it. Shed. You never see
1: it again after that,
3: <laughs> right? I mean. I don't know. It's probably in a shack still. And maybe, who knows? That'd be cool too if they somehow go back to the shack situation. I don't know. Well,
2: according to the old Nintendo game, her head is in a cave guarding Jason's machete.
3: Jesus. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys ever play that?
3: (laughs) It's been a while, but (laughs) I I guess they could play it like that. Like, You know, they could play the music while him and his mom are holding hands, going to find it without her head on. You know, that that's fine. I just that would be interesting. <laughs>
0: uh, Bobby. Trailer reaction, brother. Or shall I say, brother? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you got the Frank and poop reference, right? Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> Bobby gets it. <laughs> could
3: we could we not go a whole episode without mentioning that? <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> okay, Bobby. Trailer reaction. What do you but got? a right?
3: man. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <I, I>, All right. <laughs> <my, laughs> god! Ooh. Fucking damn it. <laughs> uh, my first. The first time I saw the trailer, I I was I was I loved how it looked. Everything about it. Also, the fact that there was some daylight in this with Jason. I like the fact that there was a little daylight in there. At least when I saw him running, I was like, I'm like, he's in broad daylight. You don't normally see Jason in broad daylight, like killing unless you're in a barn, like in part three or part six. six, So it's not a very often thing. So I was like, "Ah, "Okay." And then the whole thing he said before about the head on Pamela, I'm like. So yeah, where where is this thing going? I can't fucking see where it's going.
0: Again, this is why logistics need to be discussed when it comes to Pamela's head.
3: Well, I'm just glad no one's freaking out. Like, well, can she she can she button up her blouse because we don't see none of that too.
1: You
3: know? Corey, zombie titties, zombie titties anywhere. I don't, I don't hey, worry.
1: Titties are titties. Don't be judged.
3: <laughs>
1: so, but um, this is another one that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I'm pretty much looking forward to all of them. Mm-hmm. Being a fan myself, a huge fan, I'm, yes. I'm just happy to get yes. to see all this. Like it's, it's they're all going to be good in their own way. There is no one bigger than the other. They're all going to be great as long well, as they deliver what every Friday the Thirteenth fan wants, and it's going to be golden. It's going to be a damn good time. Yep, agreed. agreed. So, I, so this is <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to this big time.
0: Definitely, definitely. I've interviewed three people from this film. First one being James Sweet. Uh, he was my first contact for the film. Excellent interview. Been talking with him off and on to do a Jason Rising costume. Super excited to see this film. Thank you, James, for uh, everything that you've done. Thank you for the opportunity to interview you and your casting crew. It was great. Uh, Carl, thank you for ligature marks in our awesome uh, intro. I love your music. We love your music videos and we love your cinematography here at Gordon Moore. Absolutely. A plus. And I think Chad can agree. It is your color grading, the way you shoot, the angles. Oh, they're lit, boy. They're lit. Dan Kyle. Our interview was great. You are super, super awesome to interview. So even though you said your favorite Jason kill was a Roy kill that can be forgiven
1: <laughs> because of that fucking mustache. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Oof.
0: <laughs> His mustache is one that rivals Corey Kaufman's. So... Man, you're really
3: pushing it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I had
0: to pick that up for reference. <laughs> oh, we, we have the uh, Corey, a sticker of Corey on our H4N Zoom <laughs> handy recorder. Gotcha. And we have it propped up in the studio right now staring at Chad so he's like, so it's like Corey's with us in the room. Uh, LAUGHTER it's the face of the business
1: <laughs> eventually
3: i'm just going to send everyone you know my mustache decals and you can just have <laughs> it,
1: I'll put, i'm going to put it on my car
3: <laughs> oh,
2: see this picture right here that just says who wants a mustache ride right <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but thank you uh, guys over at Jason Rising thank you for everything that you guys have done and I can't wait to see your film and I will continue to support and promote the fuck out of it moving on to something relatively new but that d- doesn't mean we aren't hyped for it and that is the fall of Camp Blood and I'm happy to say that Dubak is involved with this somehow uh, whether that be oh? Corey messing around with stuff behind the scenes using our sponsors uh, maybe some cameo appearances Uh <laughs> But we'll talk about the story. In the fall of Camp Blood, we pick up the following events of Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Camp Blood has been shut down after the gruesome murders occurred. Before the demolition of the site, a group of teenagers must venture into empty to empty their parents' cabin before it's destroyed. It doesn't take long before they remember why it was shut down in the first place. These are Jason's woods, and anyone who enters must deal with the consequences. Now, this story goes further than this because we got legacy character played by none other than motherfucking Peter Anthony. Uh <laughs> my homie, my bro is playing Rob Deer, is that correct? Is that his name on this one? James Deer. James, James Deer. Deer. Rob is his brother. Uh Got <laughs> <laughs> a
3: brother? he named uh, John. John, is it uh. John? John Deere. John Deere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a John a Deere. <laughs> but the film looks incredible. Uh, Peter, as of this morning, said that they hit a $32,000 goal on a film that That's initially beautiful. only had 10000 uh, they brought Peter on, worrying that they weren't going to hit their 10,000, and he brought
3: 25 with him. <laughs>
0: <them>. uh, <laughs> so. what'd,
3: what'd you guys finish? 320%. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> 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 not, not bad at all. <laughs>
0: you hire a professional, you get professional results, plain and simple. Uh, exactly. Right? The cast is Peter Anthony. Uh, as Well, what is? what does everybody think of this story first? Uh, Chad?
2: I think it's I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't really know much about this yet. Yet. So it could kind of go either way. I mean, the storyline that we have here, the and this came from both IMDB and their website. It's a little vague, but, uh, you know, it leaves uh, any kind of room for interpretation. It could be. Uh, you know, I think it, I think it has a lot of uh, room for potential. I like the, the idea that it's following up after the final chapter.
0: Mm-hmm. A year, a year after.
2: Oh, really? Yes,
0: exactly. A year. Oh, S- sweet. So well, the Jason we see in this will be. I, I kind of like an undead version. Is that correct, Corey? That's what we're hearing.
3: Uh, yeah, if it takes, yeah, with taking place after part four. I mean, he's been smacked in the head a couple
0: of times know. by, uh, Corey Feldman. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all it <laughs> takes. Yeah, all it so takes. Yeah, I would
3: say he's, uh, pretty much bit the dust again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I, since most of his brain's probably not halfway intact anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, like he had any, right. <laughs>
3: Yep. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know he had an odd-shaped head, but damn, you know that's a lot of <laughs> but damn. brain. I would think <laughs> you got a thick skull.
2: <laughs> I don't think now knowing that this picks up like a year after part four, yeah, that that that, that actually sways me a little more towards it now. As uh, as far as as long as they keep the whole uh, '80s look and feel intact, yeah, yeah, don't don't yeah. pull that uh, don't pull that Texas chainsaw 3D shit with them having cell phones <laughs> and stuff. Easy now. Easy
0: now. That film was written properly. It was written properly until (laughs) until they changed it. Until the studio changed it, yes. But that seems to be the case with, like, most films that tend to be, like, lackluster with presentation. uh, Probably started good. Somehow ended up in the old shit show realm. Uh, (laughs) But like I said, I had no intention of wanting to see that Texas
2: Chainsaw movie to begin with until... Until so I listened to the an interview with uh, Adam Marcus, and that really changed yes. my mind. And I really want to see it now because knowing what it could have been, I want to see how it finally turned out.
0: Oh, it's it's, yeah. it's great. I, I love the movie. Uh, I love the the Leatherface, But that's for another day. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we could, that, that'll be an hour conversation alone. Yes.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby, what do you think of the storyline?
1: Well... <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I mean, I didn't really learn about this one until much more recently. So this was kind of the first time seeing about it. Um, it, The storyline sounds good. Picks up after part four, which is probably my number one favorite with part six coming in second. So um, I would say it sounds good. Um, I didn't really get a whole lot of information on it, even as I follow the page. I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking in the right spot, but I'm curious as to how it's going to go. That's pretty much what I have to say about it. I don't really know too much about this one myself. The story does sound good. I, I just want to see how they do it. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we have two films here taking place after part four with totally different things. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see which one has the, the greatest perspective, basically. Yeah. But both do it right in their own way.
0: I feel like this will be more of a part f- – true to a part four type feel uh, because they're going to have to because remember it's only a year where Jason Rising can literally do anything.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So they really got – so then my curiosity would be was Jason buried or did he get up and walk away but he's
0: dead? Exactly, and hopefully they touch on that that way we're able to understand. I- I'd say within the first I mean, five minutes of the film, they hope they address that. You know,
1: That was happen, always something happen. I wanted to explore was Jason – dies but he's never buried so what's he gonna look like yeah almost like start the film
0: on the floor of the jarvis house and his eyes open his
1: eyes open and and he gets up and
0: he's gone
3: no his eye open
0: his eye open sorry (laughs) the The, the the dead eye (laughs) yeah the the other one's kind of fucked uh (laughs) see i just hey hey he could grow
2: it back he could grow it back i i I disagree that's that's not what i want to see for the opening shot that would be too much like uh, the opening shot of part three where he gets up from the the his shack at the end of part two. I I don't want to
0: see that.
1: Or you go back into the driver's house and it's, and he's gone.
0: Yeah. It just shows the empty living room with blood, with a blood trail. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see that. I could get behind. I'd like that. It's kind of inferred and not shown.
3: That's, that's the only exactly. reason sometimes I wish he would talk. Because you'd imagine if he was walking to that house, like cussing up a storm, that he got hit in the head with a <laughs> fucking machine. Smother, Fucker. <laughs> like, you know, just.
1: <laughs> fucking people cut my fucking head open again. I just had this repaired, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just had this repaired.
3: <laughs> the mask won't cover that shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my mask is broken. She broke the fucking strap. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it cost me 60 bucks.
0: <laughs> Coffin, what do you think, buddy?
3: uh no i i'm i'm interested honestly I, i'll be 100 percent honest at first i'm like oh shit okay here we go another one um <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, that, honestly it, and i kept thinking i i didn't read into it it just i kind of watched the trailer and i kept going what the fuck is this guy doing digging like what's he digging for and then jason <laughs> walks up trailer. behind him it, i don't know if i guess you call it a teaser of sorts or something i think it was something but see some of that was from the uh they previously tried to, to get this off the ground, I guess, a year or two ago. And uh, there was something went wrong or uh, whether it was – they even talked about it at the end of it saying like we had some footage but it had to go back and be reshot anyways. And so they kind of gave it the time to rewrite some things. Um, but you know, at first I really wasn't sure. And just reading the storyline, it seemed honestly pretty vague and a little bit too uh, – typical, I guess. I I was like, man, I've heard this story of, you know, here comes a bunch of people that are going to build a bunch of houses on some old campground land or, you know, buy this and incorporate. And, you know, I've said, I've seen that from, you know, Disney all the way up until, you know, Netflix has done something similar. But um, as long as they approach it in a way that doesn't make this like, well, okay, now we got, big corporate America, so who's going to be the antagonist, who's going to be the hero, is Jason going to be the hero and cut every fucking construction guy's throat while they're trying to drive bulldozers around, or are they going to get that to that just, point?
1: Or, so. That would be a cool bloodbath, alright, that would be pretty awesome
3: bloodbath. Well, well, incorporating some heavy machinery would be interesting, I mean, like, the, the closest... He dry. From, yeah, he... Right, right, so, I mean, are they going to try to beat him up with, like, a bulldozer? I, I don't know, like, there's a hundred different ways to go about it, but I figure with with how it's supposed to be, you know, that the teenagers are going to empty out their parents' cabins before they're destroyed. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of well, maybe Jason takes some of them out, but maybe takes out some of these like corporate assholes. Maybe the corporate asshole that's like, if you want something done right, I'm going to do it yourself. And like the, the head guy gets in a fucking dump truck and then I don't know, Jason's able to push <laughs> I, I it could, over. I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. So. I, I could just see the yeah. corporate guy in a
2: three piece suit with a fucking hard hat. <laughs> Just <laughs> climbing up into a fucking triaxle. <laughs> like I can, I can see, see that it. shot right now.
1: Right. Yeah, I exactly. can see that guy getting a nice sledgehammer straight to the head. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason just puts a sledge and not, throws and it. And not a side whack on the top of his head and it smashes his head in.
3: Just there you caves go. it in. Yeah. There you go.
1: <laughs> I'm all I'm always thinking new kills. Like, so it's like I'd like to see that.
0: For yeah, sure. 100 uh, percent cast for this film is Peter Anthony's James Deere levante was morton he? huh who is he james <laughs> deer who uh <laughs> jimmy no. deer uh levante morton as marcus griffin thatcher's jason Voorhees. chad help taja cardio okay as courtney benson Callie huber as samantha witt Nate clow as daniel berlin izzy Barcher Bart- as jess jonathan ivy as john you son of a bitch uh trailer (laughs) you can't use your real name uh the trailer if tony danza can anyone can (laughs) (laughs) great cast uh these are the slashing cast guys great name by the way uh (laughs) i tell them that (laughs) i i've had some uh, contact with these guys let's just say there might be a little cameo in this film if you guys are going more fans pay attention uh but that's all i can say until it's officially announced the trailer. Y'all seen the trailer?
2: I have not. I mean, I, like I, I did not I like Bobby. I didn't know there was a trailer.
0: I, I kind exactly, of. Yeah, like, There's a trailer for this. I can play it. Uh...
3: <laughs> if you want, TJ, and all we're going to be doing is here and stuff. We can, I can go outside with the shovel and start digging.
0: Yeah, start digging. <laughs> and then I will get right back. Uh... <laughs> i to
1: say, I was say I, I'll check it out right when we're done. But like, I, I didn't know it existed. I just, I just had no well, idea. And, and, and I gotta, went on their page.
3: Yeah, you got to keep that's, in mind, too. I don't know if that was just to show fans, hey, here's what we've started to do. Like a proof of concept type thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. They, I it was take, made
0: with no you know, money. Now that they got like $32,000, this is where the fun yeah. begins. This is yeah, where
1: – Hey, they got some good funds. They get, they'll they be all right. Oh, this is
0: where the serious filmmaking really happens. And whatever you proc- procure that amount of funds – Especially from a marketing standpoint. Uh I'll tell you what, sky's the limit with this film now. They can easily especially seeing their access to mask makers, the community. Yeah. Uh literally you can go any direction with the look of this Jason, the feel of this film. They literally can go to all the best of the best and just collect that. And that that's what everyone needs to do, is instead of using these films to put separation in the community, use these films for unity in the community.
1: Yes, I see absolutely.
0: That's the type of stuff that you need to do. Uh, and th- they have already done that behind the scenes stuff. They're working with other artists within the community to make their film better, to take it to the next level. And that's what you need to do as a filmmaker, especially in the modern era and the Friday the 13th franchise.
1: Absolutely. Thoughts?
0: Chad, Corey, what?
3: I don't Uh, know. When you sum it up like that, I
2: mean. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head. I don't think we can really follow up on that. You said it. You put
3: it better than any of
1: us could have. (laughs) That sums it up, dude. You you hit it on the head. Just, yeah. Uh,
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, I did interview Peter about this film, but then again, I talked to Peter every damn
1: day. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) I was thinking, (laughs) (laughs) thinking, damn, that's so funny. TJ, I talk to you every damn day, so it's okay. Oh,
0: that's true. Ooh, Bobby! Uh, (laughs) I talk to all you guys every damn day. What are you talking about? Except Chad. Sometimes Chad just put gifs uh, (laughs) that nobody notices. (laughs)
2: Three days that went
0: on and nobody said anything. Damn it!
1: Too concerned about the conversation. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Great, great, great guy Peter is. We talked about that earlier in the episode. Can't wait for this film. Like I said, it's guys the limit, and they're doing everything right. So. Recently, Vincent DeSanti took to social media with some Never Hike Alone 2 promos. And then they went to Never Shop Alone and got the milk. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm about to die when i seen that. Yeah, dude, funny. that shit's fucking great. <laughs>
3: uh, I thought they were going to start like a, a series or something. I was really excited for that. So we'll see.
0: Uh, Vincent use, uses Renee Rivers, which he... Did the the spirit of Haddon film Haddonfield film with, and they did some promo shots, and it showed Ghost Jason holding a sickle, and what's, oh. yes, so we also see some promo shots of, I don't know, kind of look like a boy band cover, which was turned into the Never Shop Alone meme, which is epic. It's 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 really really great, but that just means Never Hike Alone Two is on the horizon, and the fan film that started it all will be coming back. With another attempt to captivate audiences and Friday the 13th fans alike. So speculation, uh, where are they going to go with this? What can they do? And with the slew of fan films right now, is now the time to try to get money for this type of stuff? Or should you wait till it all dies down? What is the marketing tactics going to be behind Never High going 2 And where do you guys seeing it going from here? Chad, start us off.
2: Well, I think he absolutely needs to try and get the funding for it now. you got to strike while that iron's hot. You hot? Know, Never Hike Alone is still fresh in everyone's mind, and everybody wants a sequel, like, right now. Yeah. So you've really got to, you know, you know, jump on that bandwagon while, you know, everybody yeah. wants it. You don't want to, you know, a couple years down the line say, oh, hey, here's a sequel, by the way. And everybody's like, eh, we've already seen Ben there. Yeah. Yeah, been there, done that. But, yeah, doing it now, perfect time. This is... It's like I was discussing with the guys a few minutes ago when you stepped out. It is, this is a great time to be a Friday the Thirteenth fan yes. because we're having all these we have all these fantastic projects that are coming out. We've got so much to look forward to, like the three we're talking about here. we Never Hike Alone Two, the original Never Hike Alone, which everybody has to give a chance to. If you haven't seen it, you really got to watch it. It's for a short film; they accomplish so much in yes. it. Yes, but. Uh-huh. But that's you know that's discussion for another time. Yes, pretty much. But yeah, I think right now, while everybody's jumping on this, and and right now with the whole legal problem of getting the actual Friday the Thirteenth movies moving forward, this is the prime time to do it. Bobby,
1: the f- the first Never Hike Alone was obviously since <laughs> it started. I remember when I first saw that movie. Literally, it's a, it's a movie. It's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. And I remember going, Jesus Christ, they really did very well with this. I was curious how they did it with one person and Jason. I was like, like okay. And I remember watching it going, this is fucking good. I <laughs> stopped it the first time. I watched it the, again. I think I watched it about three or four times in one day. Like That's how I was like, this is fucking good. I loved every part of that first film. So for a second film... Yeah, now is the time to do it. You got to look at it like the first Friday, the 13th, going to the second one. Now's the time. Do it. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Let, let's let see where this is going to go. Because that ghost, Jason, I love that concept. Like he, he looked mean. He was mean. You weren't stopping him for shit. So I, I want to see how this, if they do this second film, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be the one person again or is it going to be a group of people but somehow everybody is alone in these woods it i they got to do it It, whether they do it or don't they have to do it and it's got to be now
3: okay Corey. uh yeah i'm curious to see where it goes um i think they don't I mean, they may do funding for it. It only makes sense. I mean, just seeing what projects are getting funding that probably don't even deserve funding. <laughs> um, you know, I, they'll get the funding, but however, I mean, if you would, you know, if you really follow some of these cryptic messages <laughs> that roll through the never hike alone campaign stuff, um, I bet they have more than half the funding already there. I mean, they did so, so, so many after the fact, uh, runs of you know materials and and videos and second runs of masks and this and this and every once in a while you'd see at the end of it where they'd be like hey but if you ever want to see uh, something after this you know buy this now or whatever. <laughs> and they've done like three different three different editions of the blu-ray and dvd like look i got all the shit from the first the first run of everything now with the first run of everything. And, and I'm going to go against the grain with some of you guys. When the, when the movie first came out, I was all about it. Why? Because there was nothing else going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And so I was very like, oh, this is shiny. This is so cool. So fresh. And the so look, face. The the and look, yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, oh, cool. Well, something happened. So I was like uber excited. I was, you know. Girl in a pink dress with the hot dog and a a donut, whatever.
1: (laughs) I was the same boat as you. you
3: We were sharing the same hot dog and donut. It's great. Now, (laughs) but the thing was, like, honestly, but the opposite happened for me. The more I watched the original, the shine came off a lot for me. Now, the only thing that stuck with me was like, once I got that mask in my hand, I said, "Good, I got what I wanted." And the mask design stuck with me. Everything else, I started. Like really scrutinizing, you know, like, OK, you, and I am and I know I'm not going to get too far off tangent with, you know, discussing the original one, because, you know, I, I want to talk about the second one and where they go from here. But the continuity stuff, I'm, I'm not saying they had to. You don't have to do that at all. But as a Friday the 13th fan, from my perspective, I seen less and less of like, OK, none of this really makes sense to me. But for, but it was the, it was the aspect of it. It worked for me in the beginning because thank God I got something to lash onto, you know, as, as a Friday the 13th fan and then the look. But now in terms of the second one, I think he's going to end up doing a series of probably five. I'm not even joking. Um, I don't see him probably making each one two hours long. No, I, but I, I bet, I bet no. this formula for him works so well that he goes, well, I can do a mini series. And maybe the next one explores the Jarvis thing a little bit more. Although, again, my problem is with going anywhere after the first one, it's like, okay, I'm already kind of timeline confused. And uh, again, there's going to be people like, well, if that's your only thing to bitch about, don't bitch about it. But as as a fan, I'm like, well, people bitch about continuity all the time. We just bitched about seven and eight when it came to Vengeance being 30 years after part six. Because really, You know, and with this one, I'm like, OK, well, wait a minute. You know, you go back to the first one you got but or, you know, like uh, police tags everywhere of bodies from part one and scenes from part one. But Tommy's in it. So it makes you think it's after part six. But the Jason has no continuity in terms of look other than maybe a small little sliver in his head. But he has a new mask. You know, so there's a lot of that weird continuity shit that I'm like, OK, wait a minute. None of this really made sense. Yeah, Jason's still in the woods, but where does this fall in terms of a timeline? Does it need to? Maybe not. Maybe it's a whole different kind of universal type thing. Maybe people are jumping through portals. I don't know. With the video game and how things are, you can go in any direction you want. And I have a feeling Vincent will do that. I I think they'll probably explore Tommy a little bit further because, as we all know, we don't see Tom Matthews in any other of these fan films going on, right? So I'm pretty sure Vincent, Vincent has him under lock and key probably promised him three or four films, honestly. And says, Hey, we want to don't do anything else. If someone wants you, that's too bad. We want to keep you because we got an idea of where, where we want to take this Jarvis character possibly. Um, so I, I think there's plenty of directions they can go to, um, my speculation on it. Yes. Is maybe this will be part two of probably four or five parts. Um, and I see him keeping it at this short kind of film, uh, chemical uh kind of aesthetic that they got so that's that's kind of my two cents on it i guess
0: yeah he said that in our interview that he uh, plans on releasing like this is an anthology series like each film each shorter film like he's gonna like I'm, i think he's gonna aim in that uh, 40 45 minute to an hour long time slot where each story is gonna tell a different J, uh, ghost jason story uh is
3: this like goosebumps or yeah like goosebumps it's gonna be are like are gonna be the the, dark? is that what it's gonna come down it's to? gonna be goosebumps that's what it sounds like it would come down to but Vincent I mean, DeSantis right is R.L. Stein yeah. of Ghost Jason. It's, it's different. It's different.
1: Uh, Ghost
0: Jason is Vincent's. Uh, what is it? What's the doll's name and in in, uh, goosebumps? Clappy? Or slappy. Slappy. Yeah. Ghost Jason yeah. is Vincent <laughs> <go>. Slappy. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right.
3: Who's, who's going to Photoshop that picture?
0: Next? <laughs> <laughs> right. I did get the chance to interview Vincent and Andrew, uh, both in the Never High Cologne film. Both great interviews, very, very informative. It's really cool to see that one of our sponsors, Joe, kind of uh, he told me behind the scenes that Joe kind of came up with the name for Ghost Jason. So that's that's pretty neat, but definitely became a big part of the community ever since its release. uh, never hike alone one. And it's very, very interesting to see where never hike alone two goes, especially after listening to the interview that I've done done with him and the information that he's let me let me know through that. Uh, It'll be cool. Especially to see where it's going to fit after this wave of fan films is over. And as soon as the dust settles, we'll be able to have all this fresh content. So fresh. So face. Uh, (laughs) Fresh. Super fresh. But that's all we have for the uh, fan film topics. But moving on. The future of the Friday the 13th franchise.
2: The legal battle
0: currently going on.
2: This is where it gets ugly.
1: Oh, it's going to get ugly. All right. (laughs)
0: So through our interview with Adam Marcus on the Gormore podcast, we found out the exact reason and Sean's true colors. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Sean, as we call him in Gormore now because of that interview. <laughs> anyway, the guy sold the rights to the name Jason Voorhees and off Friday the 13th, fucked up everything, which has led us to the shitstorm that we are in now, where we are in development hell. As in development, hell is nothing can be developed because of greed, because of people selling rights to names that don't need to be sold unless you're selling the fucking Friday the 13th name with it. Exactly. Anybody want to comment on this first? Call dibs,
1: dibs, 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 I'll go. Okay. I'll go. Get it. (laughs) All right. So I don't remember when this lawsuit first came around and – This was when the game was just starting to really start to peak. Like it was starting to get new shit. They were going to have Uber Jason. And then like a week after they announced it, boom, everything got frozen. It was like, it was like you had that cookie in your hand and it was gone, but you didn't get a chance to bite it. It was out of your fucking hand. And then I remember when Larry Zinner, he came because he's a copyright lawyer. He went through the whole story of that Victor Miller basically has the rights after 35 years he can file for I, f- I forget exactly what he said the rights to that to the film but then apparently at the time when he did it didn't go through so he then waited a little more to do it again so he was planning on doing this before this lawsuit happened uh-huh which is which is the fucked up part cuz Think about it. Who, of who, everybody in the whole series—writers, directors, actors—you name it—who did you never hear from? Victor Miller. Where was he? Did he give a shit? Not to badmouth him, but at the same time, it's like, well, everybody else was supporting these films. His name was never brought up in any of the sequels. Nothing. And now he wants a piece of the pie, as you can see, he sees how much it has grown. And not only that, it's continued on. Now, now we're not getting anything from any companies. You're not getting any figures. You're not getting any films, which we haven't gotten since 2009 to begin with. And now you're not getting any game content. So it really opened up a can of worms. It opened up a fucking bucket of worms. And it's. They said it could take up to more than a few years to even settle this because now Sean did an appeal. That was a recent news that I read about. I'm sure the rest of you have too. Mm-hmm. I personally think, we, as you said from the Adam Marcus interview, TJ, which I loved because just hearing him talk was fantastic in general. That, you know, yeah, he lied about some things when it came to Jason Goes to Hell and all that shit. I personally think he should have just kept them himself. he really did keep it alive for a long time yeah uh, that that's my personal take on it, but at the same time, if they have to reach an agreement fifty fifty get these get us fans happy I mean we're happy now because of all the shit we're getting. but if you want films from these studios fifty fifty shut up and Get on with it. We're not here forever. I want to see at least another film from a big studio.
2: Okay, and yes, that's what we all want. But Victor Miller isn't the one to blame here. It is 100% on Sean Cunningham. Sean Cunningham is the one that he wants full total rights. He's the one that does not want to negotiate. He wants it all. Victor Miller said time and again, he wants to settle this. He just wants what's what's due to him he just wants the original copyright back and he wants them to continue making movies because of course he wants money but sean cunningham yeah. is saying no you did it work for hire you don't own jack shit
0: i do
1: yeah that's true
2: it is it is 100 sean sean cunningham's fault that we're not getting anything
0: also, if you hate Jason Goes to Hell, don't give Adam Marcus shit because he wrote an incredible script and all of his ideas he were did. and all of his ideas yeah. were fucking amazing. You hate Sean Cunningham because everything that fucking is wrong with Jason Goes to Hell is directly caused by him.
1: Yep. I love that idea that Adam had with the hockey mask coming through the face. Yes. I would have that loved, would have been loved to have seen that. Yes. That would have
3: been insane. I just wish someone would bring that to life.
1: Yeah, right? I, hey, I really listen, wish somebody listen. would. Hey, real quick, guys. Nobody's done a fan film for After Jason Goes to Hell. I'm telling you. Do Bobby, right. you
0: just want to do it.
1: I would, totally, I would do it in a heartbeat. Listen. That's a, that's listen, a, lot, of listen, that's he a lot of fire, bro. Listen, I have a cosplay in mind for what happens after that film. Don't even get me started. We could that's use the original Freddy versus Jason concepts. Jason.
0: Say that again. We could use the original Freddy versus Jason concepts. We can bring the dagger back in, a Necronomicon. We definitely don't have any, know anybody that has props for that st- sort of stuff.
1: Uh, we don't? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen, my idea always was to have a Jason Goes to Hell sequel that leads into Freddy versus Jason. Like, I wanted to have Jason cause some serious carnage after Jason Goes to Hell. How and are we going to explain the look
0: difference? To- huh? How are we going to explain the look difference between. Uh, Jason goes to hell and Jason X.
1: No, no, Yeah. Fuck Jason. Put it this <laughs> way. D- you don't bother with Jason X. Yeah. Okay. Because technically Jason X didn't bother with anything.
0: Okay. So then how do we make him look like Freddy versus Jason? How all of a sudden did he get really tall and Frankenstein like? We can well, the ignore
3: that the, too. Just swelling it <laughs> down in his head, okay?
1: Hey, <laughs> listen. They've created films that ignored everything else. Why can't we do the same? That's true. Like, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, like, I'm ta- listen, I'm, I'm telling you, you make a sequel to Jason Goes to Hell. If you have Jason come back, you just tweak the look a little bit. And then we pay I a lot of money down. to
0: have. Uh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Ash come in at the end, kick the door open and all you oh, hear is the chainsaw. Now, see, groovy? What I want to see <laughs> is a Jason Goes to
2: Hell sequel using the Savini Jason design <laughs> from the game.
1: Uh, yeah, that that'd would be, be cool badass. too. You see badass. him crawling
0: out of the dirt. It's it's like no,
1: no, <laughs> five no, Five no. minutes later, after come...
0: <laughs> Jason goes to hell, you, you see sweetie well, Jason coming out.
1: <laughs> if you're gonna have Jason come back, you have him come through the water as it boils because he's coming up from hell. That that would yeah
0: yeah yeah that'd be that'd be
1: sick. See yeah. <laughs> Bobby got ideas. Dude, you have no idea. I've thought about a sequel to Jason Goes to Hell since I fucking saw the movie.
0: Or you could even have somebody reading the Necronomicon and then Jason bursts out of the like like bursts out of the fucking ground, like jumps up and like lands and it's just
1: he, I would he, and I would say if you're going to do a look for Jason, make a combination of the Jason Goes to Hell look and Savini Jason. Okay. Really get involved. Really burn it. them. <laughs> Burn him, that lumpy head with that mask sunken in. And come on. It's gonna look sick. Yeah.
0: Uh so, Corey, what do you think, man?
3: No, I mean God dude, I don't know. Uh, I have been I've been curious to see how how fans react to Sean Cunningham at these conventions. <laughs> and and uh, he better well, not, We, probably we will let you, know oh, yeah. we'll let you know in a month. Yeah, let you know in a month. That's right. We're gonna have
1: to find out soon enough. Because everybody get on this his podcast first be there. before I
3: kick anybody's ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta all just get the autograph first and we'll take care of it from there. Did you see but, on the
0: Gormore page somebody's like, We're gonna fist his asshole and I was like, You can't do that because you gotta take his head out of it first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's always room.
0: Um,
2: I just want. I just want to walk up to him. I just want to walk up to him and give Wait, right before he signs, i like, oh wait, no, I want Victor Miller to sign this instead. Oh,
1: sweet
3: boy. Oh. Wait, you're We're not Victor calling, Miller. Yeah, you need to pretend that you're oblivious. Like, hey, Victor, and just like and like, just pretend that you don't know who the hell he is. And just keep calling him Victor the whole time.
2: <laughs> be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was meeting the original creator of Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs>
0: The rifle. Be like, God damn it. <laughs> you, you, you fucking assholes. Every time. <laughs> like, every dude,
3: I'm time sorry. this happens. And I'm like, do you know Adam Marcus? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But uh, when it comes down to, I mean, yeah, it sucks about all this legal bullshit, man. It's like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like me and a bunch of other Friday the 13th nuts like us are just like, what a, we got to make our collections as big as we can. So then it's worth a, billion dollars because there won't be anything fucking else out there except like handmade shit from Cabin 13 or fan films from <laughs> <laughs> personal plug I'm 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 st- no look I'm still waiting for them to come fucking ring my neck for all the shit that we're doing. You know.
0: Corey, I like how you felt the need to do that after your commercial already has played. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're right. Well, That's it's only you, been you're
3: like right two hours so. since the fucking thing played. So, I mean, you know, it's not worth, That's
0: but, okay. I, I that would. I would.
2: I would worry about the trickle down effect too, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 going to be like a, a Disney thing. Like, uh sir, you can't. You gotta send me a cease and desist, really, for something I fucking. Hey, hand we send made, those. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they start <laughs> handing out cease and desists for fan shit and everything. That that's terrible. That is just terrible.
0: Bobby's well, gonna is. show no, up to no, Sean Cunningham's no. house in full cosplay and kick his ass.
1: Hey, listen, listen, get your ass out nobody. here
3: right now. No, listen,
1: TJ, nobody will know. They'll nobody never find will him. Know. <laughs> I listen. I work on a farm. They'll never find him. <laughs> you know what they say: no body, no crime. <laughs>
3: <Right>? <laughs> well, and, and remember, you know, you know what you know what Sean hates the most, though, right? What? No, what? Say it. The, the hockey mask. Yeah, it's true. He fucking despises the fact that a hockey mask was ever. And I we, was like, you should just have him sign a bunch of hockey masks. We day. should
0: start an Indiegogo. It's a send a hockey mask to Sean Cunningham. Wait, right. <laughs> <you> no,
1: <know, laughs> we need to start the an Indiegogo to give everybody is? waiting in is line. Is the, to the get Camp Crystal?
2: Yeah, wearing hockey in mask. the
1: Camp Crystal Lake DVD. He even he mentions he's like we had a story for Jason goes to hell yet it wasn't you know we should have kept the hockey mask in the film I swear to God he says it you've got it you've seen it I'm sure he told he, told, him, and he told
3: Adam he goes get that fucking mask out of here like he's like whatever yeah, do, like that and I'm like dude <laughs> yeah let's take the most iconic thing that it's known for mm-hmm. just you get know. rid of it like how but that's the thing I mean I don't know I'm I. I think with me, I'm kind of curious to see how many more fan films get made. I, I mean, it's a, it's a wonder. Like, it's crazy to see how how like affluent the, the fans are, and they're like, you don't see any other fandom doing this, <laughs> like uncontrollably, like yeah. fan films, fan films, fan films. And that's I think that's a testament just to, oh, yeah. as the reach that it is. I mean, I look mean, at the
0: Halloween community. Not to bash them or anything, but they're like, hey, we got a thirtieth a different look of the Halloween one mask. Look at this. Look. <laughs> I have the same mask that like thirty other people made, but mine's different. It's using right. <laughs> the eye holes are one
2: centimeter bigger. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's <It> wrinkles. <laughs>
2: that's <has> wrinkles.
1: <laughs> We're getting eh? But,
3: but that's that's the thing. I don't know. And so the legal battle I'm so over. I mean, it's gonna it's either gonna get figured out in six months or it's gonna get figured out in six years, sixteen years. At this point, I don't give a shit because I like what everyone else is starting to say, if and when Hollywood comes back out with something, they're gonna fuck it up. I bet you money that will. Well, if LeBron James I is you there, it'll be okay. <laughs> you got all these fan films that that that's the new bar. Yeah. And there's fan some of these fan films are starting to slowly outweigh some some of the films in the franchise. But oh yeah. but, but like Bobby was saying, I mean, like Bobby wants to see something between uh hell and a Savini thing. As much i I'm a weird I love the look of part eight and I would actually love to say, okay, I know a lot of weird shit happened uh, in part eight. That didn't make any sense, but I would love to do a transition from eight to nine. Oh yes. I've thought about that too. Because I mean, I don't give a shit if his body somehow floated all the way back to crystal Lake. I don't give a shit. Like I was like, there's a lot to kind of connect. And I think having the right communication with, with people like Marcus, um, Adam Marcus and, And figuring out some things, you could connect some dots and just make some really cool content that doesn't need to be done. No, can it be done? Well, fuck yeah, it can. So
1: absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent.
3: And I I think it'd be really cool to pursue these really off the wall concepts and the rate things are going. If if you can sell it to the fans, and that's and that's what I wanted to touch on, because I'm not going to mention the films that we're not going to mention. But, and that's not our fault, <laughs> but it's the fact that you can see what's been successful because of the heart put into it, the seriousness put into it. And, you know, if you can put a, a, a trailer together or something, you know, that's what the fans want to see is like, okay, what am I actually putting money towards? Yeah. You know, someone who can kind of fuck with uh, iMovie a little bit. No, no, you're not going to put money into that. You know, you want to put money towards something that looks halfway serious, ha- has potential in your eyes as a fan and i think this could go on for some time and i don't think it's a native thing um i don't think it's ever going to water down i agree i think it's only going to open up the fandom to just exploring different avenues and like i said hollywood's gonna have it really stacked against them because when they figure this shit out if and when they do they're like well fuck what hasn't been done yet you know it's all been done yeah and it's like well shit okay we got it figured out legally but we don't have a story you know, so I don't know. I think it's going to open up a lot of, of avenues and it's, it's cool to see some people, you know, gain some success off this. But again, the other cool thing is that these fan films for the most part, most of them um, actually have brains enough to make sure that they know where all this uh, extra profits going and seeing that some of them are actually putting towards good causes and actually, you know, making some, I think uh, you know, Vincente was doing some stuff with some deforestation uh, vengeance with the Shriners Children's Hospital um, just and more that, with
0: that Shriners hospital.
3: Yeah. And, and that's what the cool part is, is like, you know, not no one's making profit off this, or at least they are not supposed to. But it, the fact that it's going back into some serious issues that are going on, um, yeah, it's just another Testament too. and, and, you know, so it's not like someone's like, Oh, they're just doing this for the money. Well, guess what? That money's not going in their pockets. It's not supposed to, it's supposed to go towards something. And some of these films are actually making sure that that's happening. And that's really cool too. So again, Hollywood's just going to look like a big money-grabbing asshole when it comes down to it, um, just like they are right now. And guess what? No one's making no fucking money if they keep drawing this shit out. So that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah, like like you said, there's a lot of ideas out there for Jason because every movie has its own explanation. You can make a sequel to one.
0: What just happened? Did we lose Bobby? He stroked out. <laughs> OK, so.
3: <laughs> no! <laughs> Bobby! Them, Bobby.
0: Anyway. Yeah, that, this has been a long episode. <laughs> it's because it's serious. It is. This is one of our very serious episodes. Ooh. We just wanted to beat the Adam Marcus interview. I wanted to call this episode more fan films than you can swing a machete at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. We'll we'll do that post. So to wrap up the podcast, the Friday, the 13th community is strong. It is thriving. And it's something that you guys have never seen before. And we're just happy that we get to be smack dab in the middle of it. And everyone here is just such a big part of that. We love these films. We support all fan films. And this is kind of us our way of giving back and also thanking everybody for working with us and giving us some so far one of the best years of do back. I said at the beginning of this year, do back 2019. And I fucking meant it. We are on a uh, uphill slope to to awesome. And I can't wait to see where we go. And it's great to have our our new sponsors, such as cabin 13 Horror costume studios and. Curse custom weathering. (laughs) (laughs) Took a breath in there. Have have them on board and just to see where we can grow, go, and just conquer the world of pop culture, news, podcasting. There's Bobby. Bobby. Bobby.
1: And he's back. Sorry, my shit went to, I don't know, my phone's, it went to hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That fucking glove came up and just grabbed it all and just took it right away. What are we talking about? (laughs) Uh, We're wrapping up the podcast. Uh, But. Yeah, to shill the network. I will do that since I guess I do it a little too. Hello. Long. Can we can you Bobby, you there? Can you hear us, Bobby? God damn it, Bobby. God damn it. What Bobby. happened? You you like like disappeared, bro? Bobby. What the fuck? Sorry guys, we're experiencing some testicle difficulties here. Uh- <laughs> stop playing with your balls. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's let's chill the network. Just a friendly reminder that the Gore and Moore podcast sponsored by Cabin 13 Horror Costume Studios. Curse Custom Weathering and uh, Gala Gals Goes to Hell. 13 Gals Lane, whatever you want to call them. is part of the Do Back Discussion Podcast Network featuring other great podcasts, such as the Dark the Curtain podcast featuring your Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. The Wicked Wednesday. <laughs> the Wicked Wednesday's podcast, sometimes featuring Bobby.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Sometimes changing Bobby. And it's Cartman impression at the beginning of episodes. Uh <laughs> at the beginning you can hear Bobby yeah, in the background. <laughs>
1: uh
0: The Do Back Discussion Podcast, the Hall of Heroes, Rabbit Hole, Dream Warrior Review. Did I miss any?
1: I don't know. I just work here. <laughs>
0: All you got all of those you can find on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, DoBackDiscussion.net, your home for pop culture news, podcasting and much more. And visit our T Public store for all of your great DoBack merch. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Gordon Moore Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off.
2: Your Dark Little Master, Chad Chrisman, signing off.
3: Your Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman, signing off, guys. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Killing Machine Cosplay, signing off. Kill you later. Got down, they don't wanna be